Bulletcast for life. Get up, get up! This is a revolution! This is our time to rise! Look deep within your mind, look deep into the Hello, ladies and gentlemen. You know the name, you know the voice, you know exactly why I'm here. Just in case if you don't, I am a 25-year-old piece of gold on the side of the microphone of the greatest sports recreational podcast around the world today. Uh, I'm a former Bullet Cast champion. I'm no longer the champion, uh, but I, I, think I'm the, I think I'm the new ECW champion after, after the uh, photo I posted. Shout out to my homie West Coast Design, another beautiful uh, custom-made championship. I love his work. If you want a custom championship, please go hit him up. But I am never alone. He's my tag team partner, the Jimmy Majay, the Teller DeMar, and the Steve Ray to my Booker T. Ladies and gentlemen, he's the host of the award-winning Under the Radar that may never come back. Uh, host and creator of Curveballs and Chair Shots. He is the first ever in, what, 12-time bullet cast champion? The Canadian destroyer, Brandon Tanguma. Brandon, how's it going, man? Philip, it's doing just fine. Special announcement. The Bullocast is now a fully vaccinated podcast. I'm fully vaccinated. You're got your double shots. I think Cindy has her shots as well. So we're just all double vaxxed up in this in this bitch. Oh, so we can hang out in person now? You, you, did you see what the CDC said? Apparently they say that. Oh, it's all yeah. fine and dandy. You can just not wear a mask and just have your thing hanging out. <laughs> have your thing out. Have your thing, thing out. No, no. So we're going to do these podcasts in person now, right? I mean, I think we got a nice thing going. I mean, I we'll mean, just, but, you know, but, be at but, home, I mean, not wear any pants. I mean, we, we don't have to wear pants when we're in the same room together. We can wear shorts. Let the thang hang out. No, whoa, 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 whoa. If that happens, I'm, I'm leaving. <laughs> no. Oh, man. I mean, yeah, I mean, I've been watching some of them back, man. When we like there's there's nothing like doing an in-person podcast. Get to get to play off each other's emotions and whatnot. It's not it's not the same here. You know, there's like that little bit of a delay. You're not right on the action. You know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean, Philip. I mean, you know, sometimes the technology doesn't work the way it should, but I think though after a year plus of doing this, well, I mean, we were doing it before the pandemic actually started. I think we've been doing just fine. Maybe we'll move back into the studio. I don't know if you got that connection still, but will be a studio podcast once again. So beautiful. Remember those days? I would set up basically everything. Uh, I, uh, I, oh yeah, I do remember those days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I have that connect. They, uh, they hit me up for um, possible employment somewhere, you know, in, in a podcast field. So look at that. But you, did you see my photo of my new ECW title, man? What would you think? I did see a photo with the plated Philip underneath it. It's all fancy. It's almost like you know, it's customized just for you. It's all mine. It's all mine. I love it. I'm the new king of extreme. You know, Tony Vargas wants a shot. I told him. I told. I told homie at Agua. Hey, book it. Me and Vargas. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll have well, a you death know, match. When, when, when you can't win a title on your own, I guess you just got to create your own. What do you mean? I win that title all the time. I hold on now. I'm 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 like the flair of that thing. No, hold on. How dare you? I'm like the Charlotte Flair. I just collect it. And none of them really matter, but I have a bunch of them. They all matter. They all matter. I mean, come on, man. They all, they, every single one matters. 
But ladies and gentlemen, uh, before we get into anything else, we do have to discuss our sponsor, uh, HD for Life Socials, hd.4.life, uh, HD for Life on teesprings.com, designs, get her done one and two, hurry up one and two, Mr. Sapa one and two, H-Dog, Mother's Love, King H-Dog, H-Dog dash, get it, Mr. Pimpin, HD for Life Americana, Common Sense, Soldier H-Dog, uh, Life Safety, HD for Life Safety, Lily's Love, HD Life Orange and Pink, oh, HD for Life Orange and Pink, Softball Life Reunite Generations, Little Rena, Little Age Dog, Explode, Show Quality 1, 2, and 3, Drinkwear, Fanny Pack, Socks, Hoodies, T-Shirts, Sweatpants, Tank Tops, Face masks, tote bags, mugs, pillows, beach towels, posters, blankets, phone cases, stickers, and so much more. HD for life, teesprings.com. Go get you some graffiti artwork. You know you're going to want to love it. You know you're going to want to wear it. Do it. Do it now. Listen to me. I am the the voice of reason. Go do it now. HD for life on Teesprings. You know, I, Mother's Day's passed. Father's Day is coming up next month. I'm going to get your father a nice graffiti tee, you know? Am I right? Am I right, Brandon? Not only is Philip a wrestling aficionado, he knows a thing or two about fashion. And if he's plugging this graffiti artwork, then you know it's good. I mean, if you've seen Philip in person, you know, just so drippy. Speaking of drip, bro, my 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 red my wrestling coach today, he got he's they were like, Oh, coach, you dripping? And he's like 48. So he's like, What is that? And everybody started laughing. I'm like, that means you got some style, man. You know, you you coach drip drip now. You feels me? You know, if I st- hey, I should start wearing the graffiti artwork, and then I'll be coach drip drip. Exactly. That's how. If you wear, if you purchase this, you purchase these shirts, these you know, these uh, what you call these fashion items, you can officially like you can be like John Morrison and just be like whatever your name is, drip drip. That, that I mean, we're gonna have to have a drip. talk about the drip drip with with John Morrison. It's it's becoming comical at this point. It really is. It and we really all know is. the king of the drip drip is Seth Rollins. So. I mean, Seth drip drip Rollins. I mean, those monitors in the Thunderdome get moist when he's out there. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Speaking of Seth Rollins, didn't he wrestle on Throwback SmackDown? He did. And what else? The entire well, I mean, it was like throwback SmackDown, but it wasn't exactly like like one of those Raws where they just you know tout and put everyone else out there. We saw Teddy Long, that was cool. We saw a digitized fist, no no in person fist in on the uh, on the show. But the uh, big news everyone's talking about is we got the return of Jimmy Uso. He's back. He came out and you know kind of dapped up his brother, kind of hesitant. But you know he 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 didn't acknowledge Roman maybe the way he wants to, Roman wants him to be acknowledged. But you know gave him a little hug, and Jimmy you know kind of standoffish. Obviously going back to the hell in a cell and everything that happened back then. But it's still family. You kind of gotta you, you still love your family even though they might have done some bad things in the past. Philip, where do you see Jimmy Uso in this Roman? hierarchy does he fall in line do we get a singles feud do we get them just a tag team there's a bunch of different options you can go here i'm not opposed to uh people will be like oh but you did that with jay i mean they could do like a couple match series and he falls in line just like his brother or he could be very hesitant to fall in line and then he doesn't get to he doesn't get to join the family you know something like that could happen Uh, I'm, i'm i'm very interested to see where they go with it but I, th- I mean, in the end, you kind of have to acknowledge Roman. You have to. 
He's our tribal chief. He's the head of the table. You don't have to, but it probably Brandon, do you you know the reason why you were able to eat dinner tonight? Because Roman Reigns is our tribal chief. Don't deny it. Don't don't deny it. Don't deny it. What a nice guy Roman is. Feeding feeding the people. Feeding the public. Exactly. Like, I went to Denny's the other day with some homies. I was like, guys, you know why we're able to come here? Roman allowed the establishment to be open. He was like, yeah, that location could be open today. I mean, come on. Because, you know, the family's from the East Bay, so they got some pull. You know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure I have some of Roman Reigns' cousins living a couple uh, block or a couple houses down for me. Hey, that's a possibility, man. The the, the, the Onawai family tree is everywhere. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, on a serious note, though, I, I, I wouldn't mind, like, we get one Jimmy uh, Uso versus Roman Reigns match. I think it'd be good. Uh, I, I've always – I mean, I mean, now that we have main event Jey Uso, but before that, I always thought that Jimmy was the better of the two. But uh, now we're going to see. Now we're going to see. Yeah, we will see. I mean, I think you kind of have to do some sort of feud with Jimmy and uh, Roman, especially because Jimmy was ca- trying to talk Jay out of, you know, falling in line with Roman. And maybe they go down a very similar route, but I, I think you got you to gotta kind of do something with that. But... Cesaro still in the mix. I don't know what they will do with backlash. Rest, sorry, WrestleMania backlash. And well, you know, we'll talk about it and preview that, but it is official. Cesaro will face Roman at WrestleMania backlash thoughts. What do you think we can get into like an actual prediction of the match, but what do you think the feud overall is going to go? Do you see this kind of being a one-off and then we go to Jimmy or is this going to be like a substantial thing that possibly leads into SummerSlam? Uh, I've, I think one or two matches. I, I think one or two matches. and Because, wait, they have WrestleMania Backlash. They have Money in the Bank. And then they have a July pay-per-view. Which I believe is Extreme Rules, but don't quote me on that. So, yeah, let's say let's say Cesaro does it at WrestleMania Backlash, gets screwed over. Then we go to Money in the Bank. Okay. And then Jimmy, you know, he's still not falling in line. He could wrestle Roman at Extreme Rules in a, in a, in a one-off. And then we could get ready for SummerSlam, which I see Roman going up against potentially maybe a babyface Brock Lesnar. That's the thing is if you have SummerSlam, maybe eyeballing that to be a big show with a full capacity crowd and rumors are they're looking at possibly a Madison Square Garden being a show, being the place for SummerSlam. And Roman has been the top guy, the top thing going in WWE period. And you don't want to have, I mean, I love Cesaro. But since you're starting it right now, I don't know, having three matches with crappy finishes and then maybe unless you like coronate Cesaro, but it's well, also kind of hard to feel how hot he is right now. They don't need they don't they don't need craft crappy finishes. Like I said a couple months ago, Roman just needs to start beating people. No, like Heyman and Uso, whatever, they can walk him down to the ring. But Roman needs to be like, all right, I got this, Paul. I got I got this because, you know, he just needs to start beating people on his own. The only problem with that is I look around the roster and I don't know who they can build besides maybe Big E, unless you take someone from NXT to be the guy to dethrone Roman. And well, the see, only Roman, other person is I, The I, Rock. I, I, and I, I don't I, even know if that's Roman, a possibility. No, see, Roman doesn't lose the title until he beats Rock. Which we're putting the cart before the horse. We don't even know if that's going to be a real thing. It, it, it has to happen. If it's not Dallas, it's L.A. Like, it's the universal title. Do you really care if Roman Reigns has the title for that long? As long as the stories and matches are compelling and good, do you care? 
be realistic. That's the thing. I don't know if they can make it compelling and good for well, over a year with the roster they have. Okay. Okay. Look, we're Roman comes back at the end of August. We're almost at the one year mark of him being back. Consist for, for this for this calendar year. He, he's been the most consistent, and the most interesting thing. Let's keep the momentum. Because I mean, if he mixes it up with like, I mean, there there'll be like little one offs that'll keep that'll like pass by like let's say we do the jimmy uso thing and then let's say we get the brock thing and he beats brock that'll be compelling and big okay we go into october he's not really doing much we get we get survivor series you know it's the brand versus brand so him versus lashley whoever the wwe champion is i'm all for that we can we can do something like that we get to tlc squashes somebody doesn't even have to have a tlc match you can just squash somebody who gets an opportunity we get to the rumble does some stuff and then we just keep building it. He survives, survives the elimination chamber enters at one beats everybody. Just like this constant, this constant trend of wreck everyone and leave and show up and win and like stack them and win all, all the, all the monikers, all the things that he says, we just keep on that trail and then, yeah, 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 no, no, let's do that. So, so, so let's look at it. Let's look at it. This, this one, he beats Cesaro. He could go to Money in the Bank, beats Cesaro again. Russell's Jimmy Uso at Extreme Rules, beats Jimmy Uso, goes to SummerSlam, beats Brock. And then we, and then what do we get? What do we get to? We, we get to September, October, a couple BS one-offs. We get to a Survivor Series. He beats Bobby. He beats Bobby Lashley or whoever the WWE champion is at Survivor Series. Jinder we, Mahal. Uh, give, give, give me that. You can never hinder gender. We're going to talk about that. And then we get to TLC and – has a pretty good TLC match with somebody. I mean, there, there's going to be a draft by this time, so he could be wrestling a babyface AJ Styles in a TLC match. Like, we don't know. We we don't know what's going to happen. He could be wrestling almost. We don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. There could be a return. There could be call-ups by this point in time. But he wrestles somebody at TLC. And he beats him. Goes to the Rumble. Beats beats somebody. Um, and then we get we get we get to the elimination chamber. Adam Pierce has been going through this for far too long. He, he stacks the deck against Roman. Roman beats that. We get to fast lane or whatever, whatever it's going to be. He has a really solid competitive match where he's almost he's almost loses it, but no. And then he's like, I've beaten everybody. I've beaten everybody. If you smell, do do do, but you haven't beaten me. Boom. We're in Dallas. And I, I want to say a hundred thousand people. That's we, we don't know what's going to happen. I mean, it's Texas. Nobody cares. But I mean, you you, you get what I'm saying. We're we're in we're in Texas. We're in Dallas. A Rock versus Roman. Rock looks up at the lights. His final match. Remember, his technically his last match was in that same building when he wrestled Aaron Rowan, Eric Rowan for like six seconds. Shortest match of all time. Yes. Yeah, so there's history there. There's history there. <laughs> so we, we get there and he beats and he, and he beats them. And, you know, and he's like, all right, I'm the greatest champion of all time. I, I beat Brock. I beat rock. You know, I beat Daniel Bryan. I ended his career. I beat edge. You know, he's, he's just going through the list. He's beating everybody. And then how do you take it off of him? I don't know. Brandon, you book, you book how we take it off. How we take it off of Roman Reigns. He's beating Daniel Bryan and edge and Cesaro and his cousins. And he's beating Kevin Owens and, and he's beaten Brock Lesnar, and he's beaten Bobby Lashley, and he's beaten probably Jinder Mahal, and he's beaten everybody in the Elimination Chamber. He beats the biggest movie star in the world today, the biggest star in Hollywood. He's beaten everybody. How do you take that title off of Roman Reigns? I would say does he could. Does he succumb to the briefcase? No. You have to have, like, a 
giant match for the reason why Roman, you can't just have him lose at extreme rules. It has to be at a big show. Now, Drew McIntyre is kind of the one main roster person I can see that could possibly take the title off Roman, but he has, I I will say he has lost so much steam since after WrestleMania and with gender coming back, I am scared that that is just going to bring him to a halt during the summer. I have an idea and this is going to sound crazy. What about Riddle? I know we got the RK bro thing going on, but hear me out. Roman could be like, you think this is a joke? This isn't a joke to me. And they, they, uh, they, 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 they build it up. They build it up. He doesn't get the job done. Okay. We, we you go at it again. Doesn't get the job done. Step away from it. Win some like kind of number one contendership match. You'd be like, oh, they're not going to put the title on Riddle. He, he, he hits like a crazy knee in that bro. Derek, one, two, three. Pop. Pop. Like, like, like big pop. We're talking like, like the Rock and Roll Express in like 1985 pop. Okay. Philip, are you okay? What? You just booked Matt Riddle to beat possibly Roman Reigns' historic championship reign. Look, I'm thinking outside the box. You know, I'm uh, the, the creative juices are flowing. Maybe there was something in this Gatorade. I don't know what's going on. I don't, as much as I love Riddle, I, I, I don't see or, him being or, that guy. Or, or, or look, he could, there could be a draft and he could have a couple matches with Roman and lose. We could do that too. But I'm saying like, who, like who, who could really be the guy? There has to be somebody that's on the mic that who could go on the mic too. I mean, could you wait that? Could you really wait that long for Big E? The only person that's coming to mind that I could see it being a really big deal is Adam Cole. Johnny Gargano's Baby. too small. Johnny Gargano's too small, even though he's a much better babyface. What about Keith it, Lee? He should be back by that time, right? Keith Lee should be back, but I just, I, I, he should have been like a much bigger deal when he Actually, came back the first time. You know what? I, f- I feel like that should be the guy. I'm Keith, fine. I mean, I would love that, but I just don't know Vince because Keith, Keith he's Lee too fat. Big, if that's a thing, fat. Who cares? It doesn't matter. Vince cares. Look, Vince has a, Vince was a little chub chub at one point in time. You know, he should understand. I read on the internet that apparently, you know, this, I read on the internet, so it must be true, that apparently he thought Bray Wyatt was a little too thick. Bray Wyatt was a, he was a little thick boy. You know, he he was. That's why he got yoked out. Why do you think uh, Shinsuke wore the bodysuit? He doesn't like skinny flab either. You know what I'm saying? But look, man. They I, sign it, Okada, and Okada takes the title off of Roman. Oh, and, and and who takes Okada's spot? No way, Jose, right? And New exactly. Japan, right? Exactly. Right? He's just waiting low. He's laying yeah. low during the pandemic, training his arse off. And No Way Jose is going to be your 2022 G1 Climax winner. Okay. Oh, oh, you know, you know what? If that happens, I will never be the Bullet Cast champion again. I will never win that championship again. Okay, I, I I don't follow Noah Jose anywhere, so I don't even know what he's doing. So I, I don't need, even, you know, I need to go check him out. Is he still a thing? Uh, well, um, we've covered SmackDown as much as we're going to cover it. Uh, Dark Side of the Ring aired, you know, episode one and two about flying Brian Pillman, the loose cannon. That uh, was cool, man. I, I I enjoyed it. You know, Brian Pillman's one of those guys where I started getting into like the history of the business back like ten years ago. Started started watching some of his stuff like on YouTube and whatnot before the network even existed. Yeah, man, it was cool. I love the Hollywood Blondes 
uh, era of Brian Pillman's career, the stuff in Stampede Wrestling, and then the Loose Cannon, which is which is always a fascinating story. I mean, you get into like the Pillman's got a gun, and then you get into the the drug abuse. I didn't even know about the car accident, and then it's just just, just crazy, man. And then the stuff that his kids went through, and the and his widow, the stuff that she did. Uh, Brandon, what are your thoughts about the Dark Side of the Ring episode on Flying Brian Pillman? I absolutely loved it. I mean, I know kind of the overarching story of uh, Brian Pillman's career. I kind of forgot about the uh, the Hummer accident, which just completely put him in a downward spiral and kind of led, unfortunately, to his death, really, because of the pain and unable to, you know, wrestle and be the type of athlete that he normally was and, you know, just kind of further uh, went down the hole of prescription drugs. And that was kind of really the main reason what happened. But uh, the personal stuff is really what got me invested in. I learned a lot about because I didn't know too much about his personal life. I didn't even know that his first wife committed suicide, mainly because of things that his current wife slash widow said to her, which we don't need to get into that. If you have, if you've seen it, you know, it's some, some very bad things. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's not good. The, the three different kids with three different moms, you know, that's just a different type of scenario as well. And it's just, you know, it's definitely behind the scenes is a crazy story and it was very entertaining. The Nick Gage one is out today. Haven't seen that one yet. Don't know too much about him except for that. He's a crazy man. So that one, I, I'm a fan of the new Jack episode. I think the new Jack one personally, might be my favorite one. So if it's anything like that, I am sure to enjoy the Nick Cage one. Nick Gage. Oh. All for it. Shout out to Nick Cage. Gage, 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 right? Nick Gage. You said Cage. Cage? You, I, I'm pretty Brian sure you Cage. said Cage. Is it Brian Cage? Is Person he related Cage? to Christian Cage? There is a Nick Cage, right? The the, the actor, right? Nicholas Cage? Nicholas Cage. Cage. The uh the Da Vinci Code, right? Mm-hmm. Ghost Rider? I'm I'm right, right? Yes, Ghost Ride the Whip. No, I'm I'm serious. Like we the were movie? looking for Nick Gage. I was see, I was kind of right. I was half right. Yes, no, I'm Nicholas talking about the, I'm talking about the actor, the, though. Nicholas Cage, the meme god. Yeah. Well, now I, I would say Elon Musk is. Oh, Elon Musk okay. Okay. Is, see, the, uh, is the meme god. I see. Uh, moving on from that, AEW will be back on the road starting in July. I think their first stop is, what, Miami, and then they're going to be hitting Garland, Texas, and whatnot. So uh, AEW, they're, they're going back on the road, you know, double or nothing, full capacity. They're going back to different towns. They're traveling again. How do you feel about it, Brandon? Well, if you listen to the brief two-week return of Under the Radar, we talked about this a little bit, that Jim Ross hinted at them going back on the road, and I was like, you know, it, it makes sense. Hopefully by that time we'll be a little little better. And it looks like we are, and I kind of rightfully predicted that they're going to go to Florida and Texas because those are the two big states that are open pretty much 100% capacity. Uh, I know for Minnesota, like the Twins – and some other baseball teams, they're starting to open up at 100% capacity. So I still feel it's going to be a little ways till they make our way towards California. But it's looking like uh, NAW beat WWE to the punch, which is always kind of another feather in their cap. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's uh, it's exciting. Uh, as long as everybody's safe, you know, I mean, the CDC said that uh, if you're fully vaccinated, you don't have to wear masks outside or whatever. You, you just get rid of your masks in general, which I've, don't do that. Keep wearing your mask. People. But if you're going to a thing like this, they would encourage you to wear a mask. It's only yeah. like if you're just with other fully vaccinated people or you're yeah. kind of just by yourself. Yeah, man. Like, don't, uh, don't, uh, don't be stupid. Stupid. Don't, don't be stupid. And like, do you see the thing on Twitter about the dude who 
Like he's like, oh, I tested positive for COVID, but I wasn't going to miss WrestleMania. Like there, there will be people like that at, at this thing. So yeah, people, please be careful. Please be careful. I care about Florida and Texas. I lived in both states. I care about you people. Somewhat, possibly, maybe, I don't know. I, I went to Disney World and I got some family members in Texas, so oh. I, can claim, I can claim them. Okay. All right. All right. I see, I see, I see. Moving on from that, NXT TakeOver in your house uh, is coming back on June 13th, so we have our next TakeOver. Going to see some exciting matches. Karrion Cross, if he's still the NXT champion because he's defending it in two weeks against the Prince Finn Balor. That could be a nice match. And Raquel Gonzalez defending her woman's title. And you have uh, uh, La Kushida defending the Courage Wave. There's going to be some good stuff on that show, man. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. In Your House last year was, I think, maybe the f- one of, if not the first, pandemic uh, takeovers we had for NXT. Uh, Todd Pettengale is, once again, going to be a special guest host for In Your House. So they're definitely going all in with the 90s theme. They're going all, all in. in. I know. Well, I mean, they're not going head to head with All In because All In is like uh, in September. All In doesn't even exist anymore. It's All Out. Sorry, All Out. Got to gotta get my branding right. All Out, WrestleMania Backlash, NXT Takeover in your house. Two, I don't know, but uh, Look, I mean, man, it's a, it's a Takeover show. It's on a Sunday. It it, it's, it should be fun. It's gonna be good. I'm I'm waiting on like sold out or something. You know what I mean? Or NXT Takeover Greed. Like, what? Just one time, Hunter. Trips, trips, trips. I know. I know you listen. I know, I know you listen. Just give me these things. Give me what I want. Like Dave Batista, just give me what I want. I want NXT TakeOver sold out. I want greed. Um, I don't know. We can do it. We can do a Canadian stampede. Sure. Why not? No, no absolutely not. That's where I put my foot in the ground. I'm an honorary Canadian, Brandon. Look, I'm working. I like would any- rather have insurrection. I was just thinking of that. Some we can bring Canadian back pay-per-view dumb name. Whoa, hey, hey, hey. Don't talk about my people like this. Like, I'm, I, I was going to get you in to see Drake, but if if you don't want to hang with Drizzy, that's cool. That's cool. I mean, is Drake really Canadian? I mean, he, he yes. claims he's from – he's like The Rock. He's, you know, he's from the Bay. He, he loves Death Curry. He was born in Canada. I know, but so was – I mean, The Rock was born here, but yet he claims to be from everywhere else. Because nobody knows where Hayward is. So, yeah, okay, I'll be from Miami. That sounds cooler than Hayward, California. Everyone knows the haystack. I mean, come on. Uh, Do you know the history of Hayward, Brandon? Do you know what Hayward used to be called? I don't know, some racist thing? No. It was Haywards. Yeah. Words. Yeah. Look at that. Historian. Yeah. Do you know what do you know do you know what Hayward was known for? What fruit do you think it was known for, Brandon? I'm gonna give you three guesses. Go ahead. Grapes. Think outside. The, no, think outside the box. I gotta think outside the. We're looking for fruits. Yes, fruits. Yes. Okay, an outside the box fruit. So you you said grapes. No. Apricots. Yes. Boom. Yes, second try, baby. Woohoo! Yeah. Complete guess. I will be honest. That was nowhere near my brain. Yes. Yes. We were, we were known for, 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 uh, for apricots. Everybody thought the gold was here, but they're like, no, that's, that's, that's further down, man. Great, great Bay area knowledge. Um, hit row has arrived, you know, Brianna Brady, uh, AJ Francis, Ashanti, the Adonis all led by Isaiah Swerve, Scott hit row. I like, I'm, I, I F with it, bro. I'm like, okay. You know, Hey, when those shirts come out, you know, I'm getting one player. You already know. Like what you repping on this hero records, baby. You already know what this is. So is AJ Francis, is he shook? And Isaiah has to be Pac, right? 
And then who's uh who the other dude? Is he Snoop? Well, what about Dre? I think Ashanti's Dre. And who who were the females they had on the late? Here, let me look. Well, talk 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 about it while I look this up. Hit Row definitely, as we kind of already explained, a almost a complete ripoff of Death Row from the '90s, which they came out. Isaiah just kind of came out by himself and he did like a little intro. The music was dope. I loved their swagger. I loved the way they came across. And then they opened their mouth and they kind of went a little too heavy in the rapping and trying to be too cute and rhyming all their words. But I, I really loved how they came across and I loved the characterization of, you know, just being these cool rappers. I know NXT is more of the metal type scene and you know, it's, it's cool. I like it. Hopefully this is a sustained push for Swerve. I've said a bunch of times he's he gets pushed, he wins a match, and he loses a match. He actually won a feud, albeit against Leon Ruff. But hopefully maybe this is going to be a sustained push, presumably in the uh, Cruiserweight division. And AJ, AJ Francis, I believe is his name. Hard for me to uh, get super mad at him because he's a very likable guy on the WWE uh, Hidden Treasure show on A&E. Absolutely. All right. So I've looked it up. There were really only two female artists for Death Row. Um, I don't think Brianna. Oh, no, there were three. Oh, no, four. Four. Five. Well, they had a white girl? What? I didn't know this. Okay. So there were like five. Looking at it, I mean, she can't be left eye from TLC. Uh, not She's not there yet, boo-boo. Uh, Jewel, I honestly never heard of her. Lady Rage, probably not. Joss Stone, no, we're not doing that. She could be Michelet. That was Dre's wife. She could be Michelet. Why not? So Swerve, so Swerve's Tupac, um, or he Fran, Francis is uh he he Shug, Ashanti he could be Dre, and then uh Brianna she could be Michelle. Sounds about right. Sounds about right. Sounds about right. What what's the other the dude's name's Ashante? Is that his name? Ash- Ashante the Adonis. Ashante. Yeah, I keep wanting to say Ashanti, but it's not well, Ashanti. It, it, I, I know it has two E's, but it's pronounced Ashante. But I was getting some major uh, YG vibes because he was wearing like some red overalls. They're definitely they're definitely blooding. I'll, I'll say that. Oh, they blooding them in the thing, them all. Boy, they blooding. Uh, Ricky Starks has a broken neck, ladies and gentlemen. Brandon, take it away. Yes, Ricky Stark does have a broken neck. I mean, it's not serious as a broken neck can be. I guess. Uh, I mean, the match he had with the. Uh, Hangman Page last week or a couple weeks ago, it looked brutal. He fell right in his head. Luckily, I guess he was able to continue the match, looked fine, but after further further evaluation, he did have a broken neck. He will be out a few months, not like six months to a year. Hopefully he's going to be gone maybe three to four, uh, three to four months. And this definitely kind of puts a, uh, a hamper on the uh Christian Cage story kind of looked like that's the direction they were going. They did have to kind of make a sharp turn, but you know, all the best to Ricky Starks. He is kind of the fall guy for team Taz, but he was still doing some good work on the mic. He was doing some good work on the mic. I, uh, I, I like Ricky Starks, you know, former NWA television champion. The guy's got spunk. He's got it. He's got something, you know, he's, he's got, he's got that factor. I want to see him win, win the championship one time. One time for the one time. One time for the one time, baby. All right. This day in wrestling, Brandon, are you ready? Stay ready. So don't got to get ready. Here we go. So uh, Princess Victoria and Velvet McIntyre become the inaugural 
women's tag team champions in the WWE on this day in 1983. You see? Wasn't Sasha and Bailey? But I thought, Ste- well, I mean, no, I guess Ste- no. Stephanie McMahon did still create these women's tag team titles, though, because everything she, related she to women's wrestling, everything that is related to women's wrestling, was created from Stephanie. You, you know how this was created, though, right? From Stephanie McMahon. She, she was like, "Daddy, what about tag team titles for girls?" She was like, "That's not a bad idea." Pat, Pat, come here, and then boom, that's how that's how it happened. Exactly. I mean, Stephanie is God's gift to women's wrestling. You should respect Stephanie McMahon. This is the I mean, queen. This is the queendom where the kings bow down. Okay, all right now. I, I know everyone is just talking all this smack about Eva Marie coming back. You know the divas era might be returning, but Stephanie knows what she's doing. She knows what's best for the women's division. Okay, Stephanie McMahon has the most brilliant mind in women's wrestling ever. Ever, forever, ever, forever, ever, forever. Never seems the longer to you gone. Outcast. I mean, you know, Ms. Jackson. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry, Ms. Jackson. I'm for real. Uh, moving on from that, Rick Martell wins the AWA title on this day in 1984. Barry Windham wins the United States Championship on this day in 1988, completing, uh, the, completing the, uh, the the prophecy for the Horsemen to collect all the gold. Of course, you know, Tully and Arn tag champs, Flair, the world champion, Stone Cold Steve, or no, Stunning Steve Austin. I'm sorry. Makes his WCW debut on this day in 1993. That was 30 years. Or 1991. That was 30 years ago. That's crazy. Also on this day in 1991, WWE moves to Titan Towers. They've been in that building for 30 years. Marvelous, isn't it? And apparently they're moving out. They, 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 that should be the warehouse or the, the museum, whatever. I mean, just do that, right? I, no, I would assume. Put it in Orlando because I want to go see Mickey and uh, then go to Universal and then, um, you know, on the last day, go to Universal I or mean, go to the WWE Museum. I don't know about that. Brandon, did you know people in the big costumes freaked me out? Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah, man. I went to Disney World when I was a kid, dude. Like, it, it it's crazy. Like, as a kid, I mean, that's they, cre- those are Those are the actual characters. There's nobody in those suits. No, bro. No, no dude. It, it was like, I was, I remember I was walking around, it was nighttime too. And I got lost. I see this giant mouse coming at me. Like that's, that's creepy. That's creepy. Why are you alone? Yes. I, I was alone. I was alone. I, I, I got lost for a little bit, but I found my way back. Thank God. And but where is this at? This was Disney world. Okay. You said a mouse and I was like, Oh, was, was he at some like. You know, some county fair, and there was no, some, like, creepy, like raggedy old mouse suit that was just coming at you. Like that would be scary. But I mean, come on, it's Mickey. Mickey bro, no, is that's so creepy, nice bro. and loving. That, that's it was like coming from the shadows, like something in a horror movie. It was like it coming to get you, or or Jason Voorhees or Michael Myers. It, it coming emerging out of the darkness, like the Undertaker when he makes his entrance, emerging out of the darkness into the light. There's this ominous figure but it's a guy in a giant mouse suit wearing a giant mouse head. That was, cre- it was creepy. It it's was like creepy. five nights at Freddy's, but five nights at Phillips. I, I guess, I guess if you want to go there. Uh, Raw this day in 2003, uh, the WWE champion Hulk Hogan defeated Ric Flair. TNA sacrificed 2007. Kurt Angle wins the NWA title, but due to some controversy, it's not in the record books. TNA sacrificed 2012. Robert Roode retained the TNA title against RVD in a ladder match. And we're on this day in, 20, in 2019, The Fiend made his debut. What have been your thoughts on, on any of the stuff that happened on this day, Brandon? The Fiend, two years ago to the date, has debuted 
And uh, I mean, when it started, it w- it was kind of hot. People still kind of like it for for better or for worse. But uh, you know, shout out to uh, Bray White. I I was talking about earlier about Vince maybe saying he's a little too fat, but uh, apparently Bray has been dealing with some some mental health issues because of the passing of uh, John Huber. You know, Brody. Luke Harper, everything like that. So that's why he was kind of gone at the end of the year. And then he came back to kind of help out Vince and do the thing at WrestleMania. And he's still trying to get things all together. So shout out Bray. Hopefully everything, uh, you know, pans out and he can get everything figured out and he can, uh, you know, maybe come back or, I mean, if not all the best to him. Absolutely, man. Get, get better soon, Bray. Uh, we got some birthdays. Glacier is 57 years old. Kushida is actually, or no, not Kushida. I'm sorry. Jimmy Wang Yang. Ugh is 40 years old, and Scarlett Bordeaux is 30. Happy birthday to the Smoke Show. Happy birthday to the Smoke Show. Woo-woo-woo-woo. All right, we got some fan mail. Let's hit the fan mail real quick. No no, Mr. X this week. No, Mr. X sent it in via the, via the Twitter machine because he is Did still he? banned on Instagram. This is some BS. Did he send he, it in via he, Twitter? He tried to hit, he tried to, you know, Oh, Talked to AEW, and then AEW said, we don't do things like that. And it's been, what, two weeks now at this point, and he still hasn't gotten his account back. This is blasphemy. Doing my best Stephen A. Person right now, impersonation right now. I didn't, I, didn't even, I didn't see this till right now. I'm sorry. I apologize. Mr. X, I, I'm sorry, bud. We're going we're gonna to read your, we're gonna read your fan mails. Absolute, absolutes. Let me just get to the rest of the fan mails. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, Jack of all trades. I'm sorry. I love you, Superkick. Those damn bucks know how to play on our heartstrings. Yes, they do. Uh, Hootie Who 420. Hootie Who. I'll say it. I'm a fan of the evolution. Hashtag all pink everything. <laughs> oh, oh, Hootie Who. I love you, man. Uh, Dan, could Strowman walk out WrestleMania Backlash, the world champion? Seriously, what are the odds? We'll talk about that once we get to the predictions for uh, WrestleMania Backlash. I'm going to hop over to the Twitter machine. We're going to get these e- uh, the fan mails from Embrata's Day X. Mr. X. Here we Free go. Mr. X. Uh, not going to lie, I do get a little chuckle out of some of the jabs that AEW uh, takes at WWE. I tolerated match version of the Sorry I'm, I Love You spot with CD, but the bubbly bath segment was a little too much for me. I'm surprised they didn't have MJF uh, trying to swim in the ring like the way Vince did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, where does Darby go from here? Can he uh, keep him in the TNT title picture, or do you have him go after the world title? We'll talk about that in a little bit. Has anyone seen The Fiend lately? Do you think they have any plans for him and Bray, and Bray right now, or are they just waiting for a bigger pay-per-view like SummerSlam to bring him back? I mean, you said he was dealing with some stuff because Brody died. So, I mean, I assume that's why he's not on TV right now. I would assume so. I mean, but the thing is with the Fiend character is you can't. I mean, unfortunately, we're getting more than enough Fiend shenanigans with Alexa Bliss doing her thing and the voodoo finish of the the voodoo doll of uh, Shayna Baszler's leg just going out miraculously. But, uh, I mean, as much as I kind of poo-poo on the Fiend, as it is nice that he's not here all the time. I know I'm, I'm probably not going to like it if and when he comes back, but it but it also kind of hurts that Alexa Bliss is here. So it is like even when he does come back, it's still not a big deal because we're seeing the same things over and over again. But now it's with a puppet. 
or a doll. This is actually, a puppet. This is actually a really good one. I says, uh, don't know about you, They're but they're all I'm, really good. I mean, of course they are, but this is a really, really, really good one. I don't know about you, but I'm digging the fact that Mox is coming out to a classic a song Wild Thing by the Truggers. Uh, since TK is busting out the checkbook for the rights to all these songs, what entrance music updates would you like to see for your favorite AEW stars? Oh man, um, give the, just get them good music, bro. Just get them good music. You know, I I do miss in wrestling like when a band would make a theme song for a wrestler. Like like that's why Edges is so good and Randy's. You know, they're made by bands. They're not just a couple of dudes WWE hires to produce some tracks. You know what I mean? I say it all the time. I, I love the NXT Triple H aesthetic. I know it might not be some people's cup of tea, but I want more metal in wrestling. I know it's been a, a thing with the Sandman, obviously, but you know, do some Enter Sandman, do some Metallica. I mean, the, the good thing about the songs that AEW has chosen thus far is they're very well-known songs. People can sing along to them. They're iconic. I mean, the wild thing thing with John Moxley is kind of funny because obviously I go back to uh, Major League and everything with that song. So, I, I mean, not not I don't want to piss anybody off, but I kind of did like John Moxley's NX or AEW theme maybe a little bit better because it was a little more hardcore edgy, like just the riffs well, and everything. Well, that was a one time thing, right? I assume. I hope. I, I mean, they, there's did. kind of why do you just break that song out for? No, if anything, I thought they were gonna go with like his and his New Japan theme. Like he was gonna come out to be like more the Death Rider. Yeah, like it did. It did not fit. It it was it was not a it was not a home run. It was not a home run. Love the song. I love the song. Yeah, but I don't. But I like, just I don't think it's the right fit it's, for it's John. It's not. And like, like when you hear that song, like you're not thinking about what's going on. You think about like a, another time you've heard it. Like for you, you said you were thinking about MLB. For me. I was thinking about Bob Saget singing it on like Full House or Filler House or something like that. You know, I'm not thinking about what's about to transpire in the ring. Think about something else. I'm trying to go over in like some more, like who would fit, like what is someone that could really like get a boost from a, a like a well-known song. It's probably something, I mean, I, I have the Twitter DMs. I should have looked at this earlier and been like, oh, I could write some ones down, but I think. I do like Hangman Page's theme on its own. It is one of the better AEW composed themes, but His if you can get him like if but if you can get him like a nice like country rock type song that you know a lot of people would know, I don't bro, know what that would be out the top of my get, head, but get Luke Combs, bro. If they can get Luke Combs on on the track, sign me up, dude. I know he might not be everyone's favorite musician, but this song is maybe one of the greatest wrestling themes of all time with the Von Erics. If you can get Ted Nugent stranglehold for uh, Adam Page, I know it's kind of like a, just a blatant ripoff of another, another wrestler, but having him get stranglehold, I mean, good God, that'd be amazing. That's a possibility, yes. Look, man, this AK is like... A.K. Phillip doesn't know stranglehold. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. Look, wow, yeah. Hayden. Dude, this is what I know do. Ted Nugent is a PC, you know what, but that's I, a fire. I've never heard of this person a day in my life. Man, it's, it's a good thing. It's the first time I've ever heard of him. Look, man, this is what you do. You got some homework to do, Philip, for next week. Okay. By Sunday. Th this, this is what you do. I want you to be... You go eight. to SmackDown versus Raw 06, 5, 7. You raid those. You got your theme music for a couple of guys, man. Those are some of the best rock songs I've ever heard in my life. Like, when I hear them, I just remember a happier time. 
when music hits, I want to remember a happier time. I don't want to be like, well, what the hell is this? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I said it. Brandon, what happened on Monday Night Raw? Well, a lot of things happened on Monday Night Raw. We had Drew Matt, we had Bobby Lashley versus Braun Strowman last week. So now we have to get uh, Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre this week. And we didn't get a distraction finish, but we got a DQ finish this time. MVP talked with Braun Strowman backstage trying to do a business agreement or something of that nature. And Lashley was down. Strowman or McIntyre was looking to hit the Claymore to get that dubski, but Strowman lays out everyone. He stands strong. And that's the final image as we head into WrestleMania Backlash. Yes, I'm excited for WrestleMania Backlash. Woohoo! Party over here. Um, Strowman lays out everybody. I like that. The match, I mean, it was it it, it, it is it is what it is, baby. It is what it is. You know, um, Drew got off the claymore, Strowman comes out, he's like, Oh, where are you? If he's not coming from the entrance, then of course he's going to attack you from behind. Come on. Multiple power slams to McIntyre. Puts Lashley through the thing. He looks strong. He did. Does he win? Absolutely not. We keep the Lashley train going. We keep the Lashley train going. Because when Brock Lesnar comes back, he's wrestling one of two people. Roman Reigns, like I said, or possibly Bobby Lashley to give us the match that we all want. I'll Going back to, to Hangman Page, give that man some Leonard Skinner. Need some Leonard Skinner in my life, my wrestling. This is right here. What if they just gave him that one? <laughs> what if TK just threw the book at it and bought him that one? <laughs> That'd be great, right? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Talk about getting some Leonard Skinner. What song are you talking about? Who's slamming the door? Everyone calm down. Who, who is slamming? You know, I was thinking of another band. Do you not bad. know who Leonard? You, so I know, I know, I know who they are. I know who they are. I know who they are. I was thinking, I was thinking, I was thinking Limp Biscuit. I'm sorry. I am sorry. I apologize. Anyway, Limp Biscuit is WWE's I, I, I don't, favorite I don't, band. I don't, I don't think Braun Strowman's going to win the WWE championship. Oh, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry, guys. We got some, got some issues over there, but. Uh, Philip is very happy right now because we get the return of Jinder Mahal. He has returned. He's got some of his two best buddies with him. So now instead of he, you know, he put the Bollywood boys in, you know, some water, had them soak overnight and they've grown up to be big, tall, strong lads. And now he's got these two fellas, one half of Indusheer from NXT. Malcolm Bivens was doing something with them for like two weeks. And then that just fell out the face of the earth. And there you go. Y'all hear that? Yeah, y'all hear that? You can't hinder the gender, bro. Oh. Hey, that song slap. I don't care. I'll I'll slap gender all day. Look, look, man. I, I'm a little torn though, because Jeff Hardy, I mean, that's that was one of my dudes, man. I was running around tearing up my mom's socks and pantyhose making Jeff Hardy armbands, okay? That's one of my guys. He's in my top ten, hands down. But I love me some Jinder Mahal. I'm happy that he's back. Let's let's get him back on the right track, and let's get him back to the WWE Championship. It's a title they never should have lost, even though AJ beat him for it, which I love that. But, I mean, still, you know, let's get Jinder back to where he should be in, the, in a championship picture. WWE, 
United States? Hell, get, get, let him tag with one of those dudes. I'm not opposed to Jinder being a tag team champion. I'm not opposed to why? How come three and B were never tag team champions? That was, that should have that seemed like an easy easy thing to do. I don't know why Man they never shame. did that. You know, maybe maybe Drew and Jinder get together and they right the wrong. Huh? Huh? Yeah, I don't know about that. I I will say I think we do get Jinder versus Drew in the summertime. I'm not excited for that. Not excited for, I mean, even less excited for if Jinder takes on uh, Braun Strowman during the summer. At least Drew can get like a passable match out of Jinder. I mean, the match against Jeff Hardy this week was was not very good. It was a few minutes. And I know it's Jeff Hardy. He, I mean, Jeff Hardy's a legend. You, you can get, you know, something out of him, but yet you have him in an, un, I mean, I guess I kind of advertised it, but you have him just lose to Jinder Mahal in like three minutes. And he's just going to come back like in, three weeks and we're going to act like nothing ever happened because he's Jeff Hardy. Look, man, if you want to see Jeff have a longer match with Jinder Mahal, go watch main event from last week. Okay. Do you even watch main event? Do you watch the product? Of course I don't watch the product. I barely watch raw. You expect me to watch main event. You know what? We're going to start covering main event on this show. Well, that's when you take over, bud. What? (laughs) No. Oh no, 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 no. We're going to watch it all here. That's what we do here. We're just going to do a full watch along every week, separate of main event. We're going to watch main event. And then we're going to talk about it. Rhea Ripley defeated Asuka. That that happened. Uh, This was just also kind of a way for Charlotte to be on commentary and do Charlotte things. Charlotte, keep saying it. Better as a heel. She's doing pretty good work. Look, her commentary is almost, it's, it's up there with me. Okay. Commentary, commentary is good, you know. But maybe, maybe when when she retires from the ring, you know, maybe she could sit in the chair. She could be the female Heenan, you know, something like that. I'm I'm not opposed to it. I would I would love to see it. I need to hit her up for commentary tips. So, what do you say? I mean, if you want to, you know, slide in the DMs, ask for some commentary tips. That's I, I go for it. I don't want El Idolo coming after me though. You know, I, I assume if it's just business, I, then I should be fine, right? Strictly business. I don't want to catch that back elbow to the face. You know what I mean? No, I understand what you're saying. But this was not Asuka's first match of the night because she wrestled in the opener. It was a six-woman tag between Asuka, Mandy Rose, Dana Brooke, beating Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, and Charlotte Flair. Talked about it a little bit earlier. Uh, Alexa Bliss and Lily just magically appear on the stage. bro, Bro. She literally looked at her and like her legs started to cramp for some voodoo and Oscar kicked like kicked her in the face and won. I'm like, what? Look, I, I like when wrestling gets weird. Don't get me wrong. I like when wrestling gets weird, but like, whoa, what, what, what are we doing? You know, voodoo doll finishes is a step too far in Phillips book step. I mean, look, I don't like Papa Shango's not around anymore. This isn't 1992. Okay. 91, 92, 93, whatever it was. What are we doing? What are we doing? I mean, doing? We've, we've already seen Randy Orton puke black goo. We're already there. We're already down the Papa okay, Shango oh, route. Okay, look, that's that, that that's black goo. Okay, I, you know that that that's that's whatever. But I mean, come on, man. That now 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 we're now we're getting weird with 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 controlling muscles and whatnot. I don't understand. I don't get it. 
Ooh. Well, now this is canon. Why doesn't Alexa Bliss slash Lily just do this all the time? And she could just waltz her way to the women's championship. Hell, she could be she could dethrone Roman Reigns with that voodoo power. No voodoo is strong enough to dethrone our tribal chief. Slap yourself. Slap yourself. Don't ever say that again. Oh, yo, why'd you slap yourself? <laughs> that got more like that got more nose and like lips than it did oh, cheeks. So that kind of that kind of hurt. Yeah, I hope lie. you're I hope you're right, my guy. Uh yeah, man. It's just I I I I did I like they they keep surprising me though with the voodoo stuff like lights fall down the black goo, uh, and they're like well, all right what else can we do okay yeah. you're gonna have a muscle spasm tonight like what's gonna happen like right, is she gonna is she gonna like wait haven't they done it? Well, I'm trying to think. I, you know what? I shouldn't be surprised because you know like the the goo Tajiri spits and whatnot. There are like different colors, and then like. Those like can like leave you unable to move. They can uh, have a narcolepsy effect on you. So I shouldn't really be surprised by this, right? It's been well established in the Bullocast. You've explained all the different colors and the history of the Japanese mist. Yeah, so I should I shouldn't even be surprised by this. She should incorporate the mitt. Wait, oh, I mean, it's a pandemic going on. You know what? What if she just snaps and it shoots out? That that's okay, right? She's not spitting it on anybody. She just, you know, like Spider-Man, just, just right at her wrists. Yeah, or like they cough up whatever the goo is, and it has the same effect. Or you can just take a spray bottle and spray them like they're a cat. That's that's a possibility as well. Bad Shayna. And then yeah. she runs Any, away. Anyway, uh, when's Shayna Baszler going to be the world champion, Brandon? Uh, for WWE? Probably not. Probably never. Oh, she, 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 She's going to be one of those? Probably. Okay, I see. I see. Was it, oh, may, I mean, maybe like you know, Charlotte can't win it for like the twentieth time. They look around and say, "You know what? We'll just give it to Shayna. Why not?" Charlotte hasn't beaten her for a title yet, so Shayna can have like a three month reign, and then hey, Charlotte, yo, she can beat her. L- l- listen, listen to me. Can Shayna have one night where she goes back to NXT and wrestles Raquel Gonzalez for the title? Can we do that? I mean, they could do that, and I will say when Shayna, when Shayna came back to NXT. She had a little bit of that swagger that she had. Yeah, yeah. There was a little bit, little bit, little bit, little bit, little bit, the bit. Um. So, do you want to continue? Should I just take this over? Johnny Drip Drip took on Damian Priest, and the winner uh, got to pick the stipulation for Damian Priest and Miz's match. And the Miz just could not get out of his own way. Morrison apparently in storyline could have beat Damian Priest multiple times, but no. Priest ends up getting the win, and then he de- he decides to choose a, lam- a lumberjack match. Um, I guess, okay, you know, it's whatever. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's it, it, this storyline is lost. It's lost all meaning. I was thinking, why didn't he just go down the cage route? But in recent WWE history, the lumberjack matches have been quite successful. It worked with Sami Zayn and Big E. So I think uh, Damon Priest is onto something. Apparently, humans are a better cage than steel metal. Apparently, See, Priest, he's done his research. He's a student of the game. He is a student of the game. I mean, he's so old. He 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 better be a student of the game. Uh, how are you gonna say that about that man? Come I'm on, just, man. I'm just speaking facts. How old is he? He's not that old. 
You look it up right now. How old is how old is Damian Priest? I'll look. I'll look it up right now to see how old is punishment. What, what is what is old? Martinez. What would you consider old? I mean, north I, of thirty-five. I it 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 it, de- it depends. I mean, let, let 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 let's see. Damian, not Damian Lillard. I want Damian Priest. Dame time. I mean, Damian Lillard. Yeah, he's, he's great. He's thirty-eight. You act like he was like forty-five or something. I mean, he's I mean, a thirty-eight-year-old rookie. I, I mean, in WWE, yeah, AJ Styles was a rookie when he got to WWE. We have to have that rookie year. Doesn't matter where and how you've been. AJ Styles when he was a rookie. Yeah, he was. Well, that was a couple of years ago. So he was like, he was, he, yeah, he was like the same age. How old is AJ Styles? Now we're just looking at people's ages. Yeah. I mean, you look, when you get to WWE, you have to have a rookie year. You know what I'm saying? Despite- he was 40, he's 43 now. Okay. He debuted five years ago. So that would be 38. Yeah. You see, exactly. Yeah. But AJ Styles was a world traveled, you know, but hottest free st- agent. But he, he was still called a rookie. I remember Miz saying, rookie, doesn't matter what you did everywhere else. You're a rookie here now. It's the same, it's the same thing. You know who ain't no rookie? Eva Marie, because we get more, we get another vignette, and she is in a bikini, and she's in uh, some some dresses, and she's talking all inspirational Instagram model BS stuff that you see all the time. So I don't know if she's a babyface or an ironic heel. A little scared. Uh, the, the, I I don't I don't I she's a babyface. What do you mean? She's a super role model. She's a super role model. How dare you? Bailey doesn't take too kindly to that. Bailey doesn't take too kindly to that. I wonder what uh, I wonder what Britt Baker has to say about that. I mean, she's the only role model that I that that I that I see. You know what I mean? When do we see Eva Marie? Does she show up? She shows up at at Elimination Chamber, and she or an Elimination Chamber at uh, Money in the Bank, and she wins the uh, the briefcase by doing nothing. Like she normally does. Bro, I would love that. She does the Brock Lesnar treatment. I thought they should have put the title on her. I thought that, I mean, that. could you imagine the pop from, because like people, they really just don't like her. Could you imagine the pop for like, if you want to build a a really good baby face, they beat her. I mean, come on, come on, come on. A little scared. I was defending the Eva Marie stuff last week, but then when they came out with that other vignette of her, I'm 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 really hoping they're self aware enough to have her be a heel. But just it's WWE, and the way their women's division is going right now, I just I I'm a little scared. You know what's funny? This is that supermodel thing that Vince or this bombshell thing that Vince has always wanted to do. I mean. We had Sable, but it wasn't really great in the ring, and that was a different time. You had Tori. I mean, she was successful with it. Uh, she, I mean, she 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 was she was one of the top females on the roster. Never really wrestled. Never had the title. I mean, he tried this with uh, Emma. Didn't work out. To Neil Dashwood tried it with uh, I mean, Carmel. I would, say, I would say Trish Stratus worked out pretty well. Trish Stratus, yeah. I mean, she became more of a wrestler. Wrestler like this would be a consistent character. I mean, she came in to manage TNA called TNA and TNA. They should have went over to TNA. Um, But yeah, I mean, Trisha has turned out pretty well. And then we look at uh, Carmella. She just came, 
to uh, do it. Didn't did happen. It didn't really work out. She's back to kind of wearing the money attire. So maybe this is the one. Maybe this is the one. And I'm excited for it. I, I really am. You know, I, I love Eva Maria. She's representing the Bay. Shout out. Uh, I I think, you know, if given time, I mean, she's had, she had a whole bunch of time before. And I don't know how she's working out now. She could be better. Like, we don't know, dude. We, we haven't seen her compete since, what, 2016? Like, we don't, we don't know. We don't know what's been going on. Let's move on to AEW Dynamite, shall we? John Moxley defeats Yuji Nagata and retains the IWGP United States Championship. Already talked about the entrance of Wild Thing. Who knows if it's going to... I guess we have to wait and see to see if it's a... Uh, if it has his new theme song. But uh, the match itself, kind of, I mean very reminiscent of a new Japan type of style, you know, a lot of striking most parts stayed in the ring, a lot of grappling. I enjoyed it. You know, it's fun to see uh, a new Japan legend in the AEW ring 23 years since his uh, WCW appearance. So now what him, Tony, big show, Jericho and uh, sting. The only guys to have competed both on nitro and on AEW now. Say sting. Sting hasn't competed. Oh, you talk about in general. In general, well, appeared they, appearances. Appearance, okay. Appearances, okay, okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, I thought the match was cool. Uh, Yuji Nagata. You know, I've been watching the stuff back since I found out this was gonna happen. The guy, the guy was legit. Multiple time champion over in Japan. I uh, believe, believe he, he held the GHC title thing. So, oh uh, yeah, he can get it done in the ring, man. Something. I don't know. It's something about that culture, man. Like the guys that that last until like they're fifty five and sixty, they just get better with age. I don't know what they do over there, but I'm. I need to start. Do, Brandon, we need to start doing it. They're built different, as TikTok will tell me. Oh, I like that one dude. I'm built different. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, I love it. Cody uh, Rhodes has a promo, and he is building to a, a match with Anthony Agogo at Double or Nothing. And Cody Rhodes put on his best politician speech. He talked about how much he loves America and how a go-go is prospering from America, but yet he's going to disrespect it. And for one night only, only him and his brother are able to do this. And nothing's changing on the appearance. It's all on the inside. But at double or nothing, the American dream is coming back. Yes, yes. I did. He talked about, you know, he talked about how he and Brandy are having their little girl. And I saw something on Twitter. Somebody was like, Cody, your mixed race baby is not going to stop racism. I was like, oh, damn. Shots fired. Uh, um, but I, I, you know, Cody, he's a great promo, man. I, I, I like this. Uh, he says, you know, you're not going to be wrestling the American Nightmare. You're going to get the American dream. I like that. It's, it's, it's whatever, man. You know, Cody can do whatever he wants. He's, he's always going to have a prominent spot on the card. This is a big deal for Anthony Agogo, a big singles match on pay per view against a, uh, uh, a, a, a big name and a high caliber talent like Cody Rhodes. I think this is only going to do wonders for Mr. Ogogo. The, the promo I thought was really good, you know, just on the surface, very touchy issues, you know, raw, raw. I love America. Talk about racism and, you know, hot button issues. I thought Cody did a, a phenomenal job. He kind of walked up that, to that line without being a little too overbearing and I, I mean, he, he's a smart guy, so he kind of knows where the line is. And I thought he was able to draw a lot of emotion. It, and it worked because you can feel the emotion that he was talking about, especially when he talked about, you know, segregation. And then in a few months, you know, his black wife is going to give birth to a mixed child. And it's everything that kind of came out from that. So, you know, at 
when it comes to like stuff like this, there's not a lot of people I would trust to cut a promo like that. And I think Cody did a, a really good job with the uh, touchy subject that he had to talk about. Absolutely. He's, he's one of the very few, the very, the very few that can do such things. Mm-hmm. Moving on the young bucks kind of just not thrown out there, but they take on SCU for the AEW tag team titles. And I was yelling at my television. Why are the young bucks wearing white laces with bread ones? You don't wear white laces with bread ones, but we all figured out why, because Christopher Daniels is bleeding like a stuffed pig and he gets his blood all over Matt's breads. And he does the, I'm sorry. I love you spiel kicks him. We get a golden, uh, Golden trigger, yada, yada, yada. The SCU is no more. Young Bucks retain. Christopher Daniels on the Twitter, kind of hinting this might have been the end of the road. Oh, man. I mean, one of the uh, one of the best tag teams, man. I mean, from their days as bad influence in TNA to the addiction in Ring of Honor, then SCU in Ring of Honor to the Indies and – um. AEW, hey man, a job well done, badass match. Uh, if this is if this is it for CD, man, what a hell of a career, hell of a career. I mean, d- d- the fallen angel to almost becoming the the higher power in WWE to being a journeyman to having badass matches in TNA with the likes of Samoa Joe and AJ Styles, having the only five star match in that company's history to forming with. Uh, Kazarian and kind of getting a career renaissance for the both of those guys, multiple time tag team champions, anywhere they, they did the dance. And what I really liked about this match, Excalibur pointed it out and all they, they wrestled each other 12 times. They were six and six. This was the rubber match. So now bucks up seven, seven, six. I thought that was great. Uh, congratulations to the young bucks. I mean, they, they, they are getting a little too cute here at times, but that they can, the styles changed and they can, uh, they can, they can put on a banger in this newfound persona, which I mean to the Bucks, so they should always be able to put out a banger. But, uh, hey, man, SCU, it is what it is. You guys had a good run. I'm sure uh, uh, Kasarian's still going to compete as a, as a single star. You know, Scorpio Sky's kind of parted ways with those boys. So, hey, man, it's, it is what it is. Wholeheartedly agree, Chris Vandal's fantastic career. Maybe a little underrated, underappreciated career. He's been around for a long time. And – I had to look this up. I have to put him on that list as well because he did compete on Jan- on a Nitro episode in January 22nd, 2001. Had a botched moonsault, hurt his neck, couldn't wrestle again. So he did have one match on, on Nitro. So add him to the list with Nagata, Show, and all those other guys. But uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, Jer- or uh, CD having 20 plus year career, him and Kaz doing their thing in TNA, ROH, AW for a long time. And I mean, that's kind of where I really fell in love with them was back in the TNA days, you know, like 10 years ago or whatever. And even before that, you know, the matches he's had with AJ and Samoa Joe and everything like that, just a, f- a fantastic career. I don't think this is the end. I think you can get more out of this. Maybe. But I said that with this match as well. I thought you could have done more with it, have it be at double or nothing. But maybe it is just Daniels is done. He wants to focus more on the backstage role and he just wants to get it over with. So whatever he wants, I guess, is what they're going to do. Absolutely. Then Christian Cage has a promo backstage and he talks about how he has an open challenge, an open contract for next week. Kind of, I mean, you know, 
throwing some shots at uh, Team Taz. Ricky Starks seemingly was the direction they were going, but with the broken neck, he can't go that way. He says he will be in the uh, what you call Casino Battle Royal at double or nothing. And Matt Seidel interrupts and says he signed the contract, so he will have the uh, the open challenge next week. So uh, it's what 2010 WWE superstars or something with Christian it's taking on Matt Seidel. 2010 WWE ECW with the silver ECW title. There you go. What? Uh, yeah, man, it's cool. You know, I'm uh, I'm obviously this was done because of Ricky Stark's neck or whatever. I am I'm down to see it. You know, it, it should be nice. It should be nice. Something that wasn't nice was uh, Orange Cassidy getting injured during the pack match. This was to determine who was going to be the number one contender, but uh, Cassidy, you know, landed hard on a power bomb, kind of spiking his head, and he was like, kind of visibly shaken up. Aubrey Edwards was kind of talking to him. Pack was just kind of awkwardly standing around, filled some television time through a commercial. Then Don Callis comes out. Kenny hits hits Pack with the uh, the title double countdown and this leads to a triple threat match apparently this this wasn't the planned finish but the end goal was still achieved with pack and orange cassidy being in a triple threat match it seems as though orange will be fine good for him but uh i mean kind of hard to really talk about the match itself because before they could really get going the uh the powerbomb happened yeah uh, this is the first time aw's done a triple threat right for the title for the for title, the t- yeah. For the title. Yeah. I mean, they've had like one or two triple threats, nothing. Like, you know. Thank so. God. Yes, I mean, they don't do it that often, so when it does happen, it means something. Um, I'll, We'll wait and see. I, I don't really have anything to say about it right now. Yeah, this is the best use of a triple threat match. It's not, you know, three guys who hate each other. This is more the fact they didn't have a contender waiting in the wings to face uh, Kenny, so might as well just put two out there. Um, apparently, you just lose a match and you just slide all the way down from one to five. Which we call it. Uh, Hangman Adam Page has a promo backstage with the uh, the Dark Order. He's going to face Brian Cage, so we got Page and Cage at double or nothing. Because he said for Brian Cage, it will be double or nothing. Ooh, he said the thing. Ooh. MJF and Tully Blanchard said the thing during the Pinnacles coronation. Tully got the boys some nice watches. Then the inner circle show up. Not all of them. No Santana because uh, apparently he was sick. But in kayfabe terms, he got arrested because he tried to stab or stabbed MJF. And uh, yada, yada, yada. We do a a replay of the Stone Cold beer bath with the bubbly. And MJF challenges the inner circle to a stadium stampede at double or nothing. But if the inner circle lose, they will no longer be a stable. The inner circle is going to win. <laughs> yeah, the inner circle is going to win. That's it. I mean, I don't know about that. I think there's a possibility. Okay, if, they, if, they, if they lose, then what happens? Jericho's fine. He's Chris Jericho. What happens to Hager, Santana, Ortiz? They ha- already haven't been in the title picture. While with a, a stable, could you imagine what happens if they're no longer in a stable? And then, of course, what happens to Sam? I mean, Sam, I think Sammy will be fine. I see him being the TNT champion eventually. I think the only one that it would like hurt the most would be Hager because he's kind of the mute, the heavy who doesn't do a whole lot. I think Santana Ortiz are fantastic. Sammy is on his way up. Jericho's Jericho. They're going to do their own things. But I kind of agree with you that I, I can see 
you know, inner circle, but that also might be a thing. It's like they, there's no way the inner circle is going to break up. So they have to win this match and then they lose. But I do like how J- uh, MJF framed this match very much more seriously than what the match was last year. He kind of acknowledged it, you know, it's not fun, no funny business. So I don't know if this is going to be more hardcore, if it's going to be a full on walk and brawl with blood and everything of that nature. So it will be interesting to see what they do in this stadium stampede because they did kind of set it up to be different than the last one. Absolutely. Britt Baker has a sit down promo with Jim Ross talking about her match with uh, not Kushida, but Hikaru Shida. And uh, I mean, it was, it was really good stuff. They talked about, they had a Forbes shoot and they got in a little scuffle in the ring a couple days ago. And then, then DeRosa comes out and she has a squash match following this. So maybe kind of planting some seeds that uh, Brett Baker's might win and Thunder Rose is back kind of on her way up and possibly going towards that route for these two women for the ta- for the uh, women's title. I'm all for it. I really am. Let's do it. Hashtag analysis. And then in the main event, Miro takes on Darby Allen for the TNT title. This was not exactly a squash. Wasn't a short match like me and Philip kind of predicted. This was in the main event. It went about 15 minutes. Mira was definitely in control for a majority of it. Darby selling his ass off, making some comebacks. I know you've probably seen the the suicide diver. He just bounces off of Miro and just lands on the ground. But uh, in the end, Miro gets the win. Darby loses. Sting was there to try to help him out, but he didn't get involved. Miro just beats him clean, pretty much. And uh, Ethan Page and uh, Scorpio Sky attack Sting. So that's kind of setting up that direction. And Lance Archer comes out and kind of a stare down with Miro. Why? I don't really know why, but we are kind of getting the direction of where these two guys are going after this TNT title match. Yeah, so we're going to get Sting and Darby versus Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. Miro possibly versus uh, Lance Archer at the at the uh, pay-per-view. And yeah. That's cool. I'm glad Miro's champion. He finally feels important now. So yeah, let's uh, let, let's get her done. They, they kept saying that his debut was in September, and it doesn't feel like it was that long ago. But it also does feel like it was that long ago because he hasn't done anything. That's crazy. That that's that's outrageous. It's Miro Day. There's a pay per view this weekend, Philip. And we're not titling on the line because it's only it's not WrestleMania. It's WrestleMania backlash. Yeah, but you see, you see, you, normally you say, "Oh, when I'm the champion, we gotta defend on the ones." The title's not on the line. You see, yeah, 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 yeah. Get my get my best uh, LA night. WrestleMania backlash. So we're gonna run through these pretty quick. We've been going pretty long. Oscar versus Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley for the Raw Women's Championship. I think Rhea Ripley keeps her championship. Oscar takes the fall. I agree. Rhea gets the win. Oscar takes the fall. Definitely building towards Charlotte and Rhea. I keep. I mean, I look at Summer so I'm like, is that really where they go? But it's. I don't think they go that far without having Charlotte versus Rhea somewhere. I mean, you have the the title, the uh, briefcase hanging around for Money in the Bank, but. They're definitely leaning towards Charlotte and Rhea for something in the, in the summertime. Absolutely. Uh, Damian Priest versus The Miz in a Lumberjack match. I think Miz gets a dub over the rookie, Damian Priest. And I will go with Damian Priest. I keep saying that the Lumberjack match has been successful and working the way it should. They're teasing a Miz-Morrison breakup. I don't know if this is going to be the breaking point. 
but there's probably going to be something or another that happens and Priest gets the win. I assume you had this. The SmackDown Tag Team Champions, the Dirty Dogs, are going up against the Mysterios. Yes, they are going up against the Mysterios because, you know, I got, I do the research. You have the inside scoop. I got the inside scoop, a.k.a. it was on the Wikipedia. Okay, okay I see. And the Dirty well, Dogs are taking on the Mysterios. Possibly well, the first time ever a father-son combo will become WWE Tag Team Champions. But I don't think that's going to happen this week. Or I'm this surprised. Week. I'm surprised Vince and Shane never did that. You, you would think, you would think, right? I mean, Vince was ECW and WWE champion. Shane was, Shane was what the the European. You think that would have happened? That's funny. Damn. But uh, I think they will get it eventually. But uh, not here. Not here. No, no. I'm gonna keep it on the dirty dogs. All right, the WWE Championship, the almighty WWE Champion Bobby Lashley defends against the former two-time world champion, the Scottish psychopath Drew McIntyre, and the monster among men, Braun Strowman. Can Braun finally win the big one, win the real world championship? I don't think so. We're keeping it on the almighty. My pick is Bobby Lashley. I'm going with Bobby Lashley as well. Kind of crazy that it seems as though Braun Strowman is the fall guy in this match, but I think that is the direction they will be going it is kind of the obvious route. So maybe they pull the trigger and have drew lose here, but they're still kind of protecting him. Even though I feel drew is getting colder by the hour. Yes. He's getting cold. He ice cold ice, 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 baby. All right. The SmackDown women's championship, the EST of WWE, Bianca Belair goes up against the former SmackDown women's champion, the role model, Bailey, uh, the EST beats Bailey. Absolutely. Match would be uh, fun if given the time. So excited to see what they can do. Yes. Next up, the Swiss Superman looks to dethrone the current reigning head of the table, our tribal chief, the universal champion, Mr. Roman Reigns. We all know where this is going. Cesaro is going to put in network. He's going to put on a great match. He's going to put up a good fight. But that big fight isn't big enough for the big dog. Tribal chief retains the universal championship. Very excited to see this match and see exactly what they can do. Cesaro's going to show up. He's going to try to, you know, do everything that he can. The finish is where I wonder what they're going to do. I, I don't have a, I doubt in my mind that Roman's not going to win this match. He's absolutely winning. It's just how do they get there? They put a lot of stock in Cesaro. They have Seth kind of on the outskirts, possibly doing something. But I think Cesaro is going to be like maybe on the cusp of winning, on the cusp of winning because Roman has kind of been there almost losing to Daniel Bryan a few times. So it's not like he can't lose. So I'm going to go with Cesaro almost winning. And then maybe Jay gets involved one way or another. Absolutely. I see all, I see it all happening. Uh, Superstar spotlight. Who do we got? Who do we got? Who do we got? I'll wait until WrestleMania backlash to give my uh, Superstar spotlight. Brandon, do you have anything? I'm going to give it to new Yuji Nagata. Showing up on AEW Dynamite and having a hell of a match. I see. I see. There you go. I see. Uh-huh. All right, promo pick of the week. Uh, Randy Orton versus Mick Foley, the backlash video package from 2004. You can see the passion and the anger and the disgust that each man had for each other. A match that really made Randy Orton like, okay, the kid can hang. You know? Oh, this is back when Randy was for the Intercontinental Champion. I remember that. Those, those were some good times, man. Mm-hmm, and... I mean, Randy Orton has kind of talked about how this match kind of like took him to the next level and he was able to, you know, kind of gain that respect and have a, a different hardcore match. 
like this. So uh, very important in kind of both these guys' career, kind of Mick Foley's last hurrah and Randy Orton taking that next step. Absolutely. Brandon, what's our close match pick of the week? Well, the higher-ups told me that I had to pick a match from Backlash, and so why not pick a match that I've never seen before because this is during my dead era? John Cena takes on Edge for the World Heavyweight Championship in a last-man-standing match. Two all-time rivals, Edge, Cena, 2009. Love to see it. So what would you think of the match? Oh, you know, it was a great match. I definitely did watch this. It was what'd a you hard think? What'd you think of the finish? In. The finish, I mean, it was such an intriguing finish with John Cena getting the win. He didn't win. Dang it. I, 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 you know, I felt like Edge did win, but wouldn't doubt bet, bet on John Cena. How are you going to pick a match and not even watch it? I mean, I meant who, to get around to who it. Who does that? I mean... Brandon, I've been, I've been I'm such a hardworking man lately. I'm disappointed. Oh, man. Bro, a big show chokeslam uh, Cena through a stage light. Come on, man. Was that turn number 364? No, it was turn number number seven. Oh, okay. Okay. God, I didn't. I, re- I remember this match vivid. I didn't even have to go watch it back. Come on. And man. tell us all about it. I mean, what? Cena won the world title a month earlier. Early, or no, not even a month, a couple of weeks earlier at WrestleMania. And then, uh, so Edge wanted a rematch. They had the last man standing match. Show comes out there. Choke slams Cena through a light. One, two, three, or not one, two, three, but one through 10. Boom. Edge is the world champion again. Yeah. Yeah. Follow us on Twitter at Bellacast, Instagram, Lobelacast, YouTube channel, Lobelacast, email us, Bellacast 2 is the number two, sweet as WET at gmail.com, uh, 104.7 FM KAPU, and watch them every Friday night from 11 to midnight. iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Anchor, Spotify, Patreon. We're all over the damn place. We will be back Sunday for WrestleMania Backlash. Brandon and myself, stay clean, stay strong, stay safe, stay quarantined, get vaccinated. Diamonds are forever. So is the microphone aside. We are the elite, and you This has been the Bullocast. Thank you for listening.